everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Hello and welcome everybody to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And Aaron Kramer. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, can't wait to get into the show, but before we do it, you might be joining this podcast for the first time. One, thank you for your time. Uh, we know it's valuable. So you're probably wondering, or you're probably like, let's just get into it, because I really on this podcast and yeah. searched it because of Holly. I totally get it. Uh, so we have Holly Adams from the Adams Family Realty, uh, from Remax Precisions. And her bio, let me tell you this. So she graduated from Northwest Iowa, Northwestern Iowa. Northwestern there you go. College. Orange City. That's actually where my parent, my dad graduated. <laughs> Super fun. Uh, so there's definitely a lot there. She grew up on the farm. Uh, she is an Iowan through and through. I can't wait to have her on the, fo- the, the show. Here's why. Because she's a realtor. And this is the first time we've ever had a realtor. Uh, and you've probably, for longtime listeners, you probably kind of know my history around realtors. Every industry has some shady shady business. Shady, yep. shady individuals. Uh, Holly, we had you on the show because we don't think you're a shady individual. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate uh, that. And so we're grateful to have you on the, on the show. Aaron actually has worked with you. So this is yes. super fun. We're going to get into like what his experience has been with Holly, maybe what my experience has been with the industry. <laughs> Sorry. And then uh, obviously <laughs> we need bad. Holly to talk the most because this is the reason why you're on the show. But... <laughs> We're financial advisors who really want to try to show people that you actually have so much value and you are your best asset. What does that look like when you start putting your money into your passions? You start making more money and you start enjoying your life more. And so we're not really pursuing this huge number at the end of the rainbow. We want you to enjoy the journey on the way. And so what I would say if somebody asked me, hey, I have $50,000, what should I invest in? My first question would be like, well, what's your passion? You know, like, what are you excited about? Uh, because there's just so many ways to make money. It's a ton. And so what we want to do is try to get you excited about making money and excited about waking up in the morning and pursuing what you love to do. That's on Commonwealth Partners. Anything yeah. else you dad? No, you pretty much summed it all up. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. So kind of fun. All right, Holly, how did you and let's start with Aaron meet? Yeah. And then I want to go into like, how did you get in the industry? But you do have a husband. You've been married three years. Yes. There's another bio mm-hmm. point. Um, look at all this stuff. <laughs> Here's the reason why I want you to listen to it before you can jump into it. At the end of the day, I'd love for you guys to hear why we always talk about real estate as a passive investment, uh, what you can do. Maybe if you're looking to hire a realtor, what you can look for so you don't find one of those shady ones. Yeah. Um, and so that'd be a reason why I'd say that just listen. And obviously you've tuned in probably because of Holly, all of our longtime listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, here we are. Ready, set, Holly, how'd you meet Aaron? I met Aaron and his wife, Ashley, at an open house. Okay. You still do those. I heard a lot of realtors don't do that. No, I would say I'm still kind of a baby in the industry, so I've only been in four years, and a great way to meet new clients is to go to open houses. So I've been doing that. I continue to do that because in 2020, open houses weren't a thing at all, so I kind of lost some... uh, movement there. Momentum. Yes, thanks. Momentum at that time for Mm -hmm. sure. So still doing that, but otherwise, I mean, I've got other ways to build business, but I just like meeting people and Aaron and Ashley was really great. Right. Why do you think realtors don't do open houses as much as they used to? Well, honestly, a little 
trick of the trade. There you is go. That We're starting early. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Open houses are primarily for agents to get clients. Mm. They don't really sell a house very often. So you might see a house, uh, like an open house, actually sell a house maybe 5% of the time. Probably wow. less. Maybe, let's say 1%. Okay. But it's very so rare that somebody comes into a house and wants to buy it. Actually, Ashley and Aaron found the house yeah. that they wanted to buy via open house. And that was yep. the first time that's ever happened to me, but it didn't go all the way either. So well, We brought a lot of first times, which we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> That's never good. Yeah. <laughs> it's never good. But uh, we'll get into that. So you guys met at Open House? Yes. And then the rest was history? No, yeah, what, no. It was actually kind of cool. Like, I mean, this is the difference between Holly and other realtors, I believe, is it was like a slow drip. Like, mm-hmm. she was not pushy and everything. And so then, you know, we had a different realtor, but it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we... Like legitimately, Holly came up because it was like, well, I don't know, she seems good, like not pushy at all. <laughs> so that's an uncommon thing. Yeah, right? I mean, it's helpful. That will come into other stories here on this podcast as we get into my story of how she was helping us. So, but it it was just as a light drip, and eventually, I think we've seen each other out and about. Yeah, beyond just that too. But it was yeah, it was just like it won my wife over. Like, in fact, it was a slow drip, non-pushy um, environment. And then, That's good. That's helpful. So, yeah. Okay. Tell me this. So you get somebody, you meet them. Mm-hmm. They don't have a realtor, or maybe they do have a realtor, and you just met them in an open house. Like, how does one know that somebody's actually working with a realtor? Like, do they have to sign a contract? Here's where we're going to get into my issues, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Well, when I'm at open houses, I just start off with really lighthearted conversation. I don't mm. dig right in. I don't like to be pushy, like Aaron mentioned. So yeah. I just start random conversation. We connect a little bit, and I usually ask them how long they've been looking, and they might drop a line about how, hey, we've been to other open houses, or yep. we've seen other houses. And I'm like, oh, are you seeing those houses with another realtor, or are you just hopping in and out of right. open houses and then I can usually dig and find out from there but it's not something I ask initially because I don't want to scare people away I'm yeah. all about the connection I don't right. want to just be this surface level agent who doesn't care about their people because right. that is the exact opposite of me I'm a very caring person and I want to um, display that right up front I guess right right and has the exact opposite of what you think will you want I think it just turns people away so I think yeah. that's good okay yeah. so Let's say that you're like, well, I've, I've seen a couple houses with a realtor. What do you do then? Oh, gosh. I just leave them alone, honestly. I mean, yeah. I, might, I will still answer their questions about the house sure. we're in, of course, and I'll serve them in that way. But I'll say best of luck with your realtor. I'm sure they'll take good care of you. If you ever need right. anything, here's my contact info. Because sometimes those relationships do go bad. Like Aaron mentioned, they were working with another realtor, yeah. and then it just didn't seem to be a good fit. Good. So sometimes you have to change directions. And uh-huh. I just want to be available if that happens and people think that I might be a good fit. So nice. Okay. So there's really no contracts that you have people sign. I don't No. Yeah, praise the Lord. That's <laughs> the reason why we had you on the show. Yeah. One of the reasons I'm sure we'll get into many. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's Cause there's some of... people who do. Yes. Right. And this is where I would say, I really want to make sure that people always feel valued and they don't feel like property. Like every people have choices and to make those choices. I don't think is ever bad. Like people are always trying to, 
act in their own best interest. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of realtors get territorial really quick. Oh, totally. And I don't know if that's beneficial for everybody. Now, that being said, you have to put food on the table. So I think there's emotions that jump in there quickly. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I appreciate that you don't have anybody sign a contract. Yeah. And you try to win them over with your service. That's I do. really cool. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, when do we want to jump into what happened with you guys? Are we right now, let's no, do it. I don't want to do it yet. Don't get okay. too crazy. I've overstepped. How did you get into real estate? Has somebody helped you? Why were you like, I'm going to do this? Um, that's a good question. So I did a lot of time with a large corporate America corporation Ooh. here in town. So I did 13 years there. And Principal? I was just a lost no. puppy. No, okay, sorry. Try well. the other one. Wells Fargo. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Uncle Wells. Okay. Yeah. Everybody has had like a six month term there or more in town. It all seems done like. It. We've yeah. All been right. There. So I did 13 years and I was just a lost puppy for a lot of that time. But uh, in my early thirties, I started um, just kind of revamping myself. You know, I started mm. reading a lot. I just started a, like a personal development yeah. cycle. And through that, I realized this isn't what I want. Um, I had just gotten another job with a different department in Wells. And then a month after I was there, they said, hey, we're going to reorganize this place. And I was like, well, I know what that means. That leads to layoffs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with my tenure there, I was like, hmm, I would have six months of severance. Right. If they lay me off. So I waited until they laid me off. And, right. yeah. and it Smart. was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> so during the time I was laid off, I got my license. I started with a brokerage and just dove into right. it so yeah that brokerage thing is weird like you've yeah. got to be established with something which mm-hmm. that costs money like yes. they don't let you do that for free so to have a no. desk or whatever to be affiliated right. you have to be paying for them yep. so how do you pick what real like real estate company you want to be with well, hold on back up like oh. what why why real estate like so oh, yeah, from Wells Fargo. you're right i didn't actually Thanks, address, yeah. address Thank you. that so. i'm still here so I, at my corporate time, I never really felt like I was making a difference in the world. I never really felt like I was impacting anyone. My clients mm. were other internal departments, and it was just like a little hamster wheel with mm. all the work. And I was like, this wheel. is not fulfilling. This is not valuable to me. I wanted to work with people directly and help them and build relationships. And so I wanted to do my own business as well, and I needed a product. Real estate is a great product yeah. that's readily available. Yeah. Everybody loves homes, including me. Um, it's just a really fun, uh, life-engaging method. Uh, what I mean by that mm-hmm. is that everybody needs a home. Mm-hmm. It connects to people in their lives. Um, it, it connects to everybody. So it's not a product that only some people need. Everybody needs it. Right. So that's where I felt like I could easily connect with people and help them along the way. So, right. Go, that was come. mostly my appeal is wanting to own my own business and wanting to help people directly. Right. Cool. That's good. All right. Now we get to go into the company. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, why, how do you choose Remax <laughs> out of all of them? There's a lot. Yeah. And it's a weird thing because when you're in corporate America, you're being interviewed everywhere you go. So mm-hmm. they want to choose you. You want to present your best. But in, in real estate, you are shopping for them. So everybody wants you as an agent every brokerage wants you so you are interviewing them instead and it's a really strange feeling at first (laughs) fascinating but uh for me it was you know dues are important um what you're getting out of those dues what what they provide for training um what kind of resources they provide and support um but 
a lot of it for me was at that time I didn't want it to be corporate because I'd done the corporate thing. So, um, there, like Iowa Realty in town is incredibly corporate, and I mm-hmm. did kind of spend some time there checking them out. I was like, this feels like Wells Fargo to me. So no, hard thank pass, you. Hard right? pass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I wanted a small brokerage at first, uh, so I would just thought I'd go to the extreme other end, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tried that for a couple months. It wasn't quite right, but then I got affiliated with Remax, and everything has been really wonderful since. So. How do you learn that? Because I know in our industry, yeah, we kind of have a similar thing, you know, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. And you kind of get into Especially it. You're like fresh mm-hmm. out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. Unless you have somebody like really coaching you or you trust, you know, to really help you along the way. You're just kind of like, Oh, this is the best thing until you start learning. You're like, Oh, poop. It's not. Yeah. Right. Experience goes a long yeah. ways. I mean, you kind of like I connected with another realtor that I knew and I was like, what questions should I ask? So that was helpful to get started. But even then, I mean, the longer you're in it and the more experienced you become, you see the value of certain things here and there, and then you learn what is really important to you yeah. and what to mm. ask along the way. But so. it sounds like you had a little bit of trial and error. I did. Yeah, yeah. I sure did. All right. <laughs> Don't we all? With us. Don't yeah. we all? Right. Hmm. Okay, I got a question. Do you want me to ask it in a hard way or an easy way? Softball or oh. fast pitch? Here. Fast pitch. All right, Let's here get we go. Done. All right, so at the end of the day, like, why choose a realtor? Here's my, oh, yeah. here's, that's the softball. I can just mm-hmm. stop there. But not, <laughs> you wanted the pitch. So, uh, he, because at the end of the day, like if you know anything about a mortgage and a 30 year amortization schedule, your first couple years, you're paying 80, 85% interest only mm-hmm. because the banks are trying to de-risk themselves and trying to give you the money, right? So they're trying to de-risk themselves. So the principal's not going down much. Okay, so usually the average person is staying in their house for seven years. Is mm-hmm. that the average? Am I? That's the last I heard. I feel like it might have changed. It's might have changed. Seven is probably there. okay. Let's just go with seven. <laughs> and so, if the first couple years you're only paying interest only, like, and then you start building equity, hopefully, then giving that equity away six percent to somebody <laughs> is going to be a little bit hard. Sure. So why use a realtor? Like, mm-hmm. there's the fast pitch, sister. I love that you said it like that. So, well, do you sell a house every day? No, you ever been right. through that experience? I've done it once solo, successfully by yourself. Yeah, it was okay. it was such an amazing experience. But Ooh, yeah, that's not everybody's. Okay, right. I'm intrigued, so we'll come back to that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, can't wait. <laughs> but for me, it's I. I mean, it's like a lawyer and a doctor, mm-hmm. and yep. there are, there are industries that uh, there are jobs that have people in there every day. Expertise. Sorry, I'm not right. expressing this very well. No, yes, good. expertise. Right. Yeah. The more experience you have, like anything can happen in real estate as Aaron has learned. So That's right. Yeah. Being able to have somebody who has experience in all those different situations or somebody who can leverage somebody who has had those experiences. Um, it's just a very, really legal document as mm-hmm. well. I mean, these are legal contracts that we're signing. And real estate has a certain path that has to be followed, and mm-hmm. to not know what to expect is really scary. It's daunting. Yeah, right. right. Um, and you can do all the research you can do on online. You can probably get through it all, but but would you rather do all that hard work yourself or right. pay for somebody else to do it? So, Valid. I would say a big reason is the legality of it. I mean, are okay. you going to get into legal matters without knowing oh, what heavens. you're signing? Or no, what, I did not do that. Or how to deal with it? <laughs> Did not do that. And then just the emotional support about what what do I need to do to get here and mm-hmm. how do I need to 
Right. What actions do I need to take to get through it as well? So, so I think like, so I'll take a different approach on that. Like why realtors are important. It's like, I think the money wise, it's like, it's like same thing. People talk about our industry. It's like, I can do this Mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. Okay. Which you could, um, which can, uh, but where studies show for us financial advisors, we make up our money on the emotional side because uh, you make emotional mistakes. Okay. So you, I don't know how, how many times you see, but I could probably count, see the one of the main things you're trying to sell your house, you're emotionally tied to it. Mm-hmm. You think your house is like mm. really like, oh, this is my house. You have all these memories. When Holly took us through our house, it's like, you got to take that out. You got to take that mm. out. It's like, oh, you know, like, because you lived in it and you're like, <laughs> okay. Like and for some people that can be super emotional, but you gotta take that out. Like, well, I really like that. It goes really well with that wall. It's like, yeah, but like we need to open this up, declutter like, it. We need yeah. to, and depersonalize it to mm-hmm. help sell it. But then you might think Solid. it's worth such and such, but you, you have the tools to actually run like not sell it for a hundred thousand dollars more than it should be. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. But that's I think that's <laughs> well that and like not mm-hmm. having to show up to like for all the showings. Yeah. I think pricing is a huge part of that. So for sale by owners, don't always pick the right price to start with. Mm-hmm. They can do their research, right? You can look on Zillow, see what yeah. other homes have sold for that are like yours, but they don't know the accommodations to make necessarily for each feature that's different, mm-hmm. like the pricing adjustments. Right. Um, they So if they start too high, that initial, that initial um, look that you're giving everybody is key because if you start way too high, then people are going to ignore you. If you lower, right. people are still going right. to ignore you because you're not down to where you think they should be yet. And that initial, um, oh, I can't think of the word, but impression, there we go. Yeah. The initial impression is key. So mm. if you start mm. incorrectly and then try to redeem yourself from there, you're, ob- you're likely to make less yeah, out you're of your losing home ground than you initially would have. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. So that first impression, that's yeah. totally what I was going for. Yeah. That, matters a lot and that's on selling your house but like on buying a house also is like making sure like a good realtor like holly like breaking down what you're looking for and what you're wanting mm-hmm. yeah and so you don't get overly like you get in the house right. like yeah this is great it's like no hold on this isn't what you wanted like you sure yeah don't get caught up in the moment somebody who's not pushy to make a sale yeah but to make sure that that's you good. get what you want right and I'll tell you the things that you don't want to hear. So honesty is a big thing of mine, even with sellers and buyers. It works both ways. But yeah. with buyers, it's more like, hey, I'll tell you the things that I think are concerning about this home. Mm-hmm. And I also tell you, you, you asked about contracts in the beginning. So when I have a meeting with a buyer initially, yeah. I say, rather than signing a contract and you committing to me, I would just like to establish right now, like, do you think this will be a great fit? Because I think it'll be a great fit, you know? Right. And they say, yeah. And I say, great. I'm really looking forward to it. But all I ask of you is that if you think that it's not working, that you tell me. Yeah. I can either adjust or be honest with you. Like, it's not me. That's not me. Yeah, right. So, honesty, like being honest with me and them telling me that they don't like me, that's going to be super hard for people to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we usually joke about it and it turns out fine. And I've never really parted a relationship with anybody yet. So, yeah, I think those are all valid. Here's another tool for your tool belt yes. now that I'm beating you up I don't feel like I should be doing that on my own show <laughs> uh, I feel like what you can say is like selling and buying a house you have to think about three transactions right the person the place where you're going the sell of your house and then the sell of that random person that's going to buy your house for the most part there's three transactions you got to think about right 
like there is a cascade of different emotions mm-hmm. that are going to be happening. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, there's, there's just not a lot of things that you can control in right. the fact of like, okay, are the person that's going to buy my house going to sell their house? Like, what's that look like? And then you have to think of the person going to buy their house. Like, there's just a lot mm-hmm. of things that can fall through. For and sure. it's going to be good to have somebody who has experience mm-hmm. in that of like, hey, we're going to be good. I know this realtor that's going to be buying the house of the person that's going to be buying your house. Like, there's just a lot of things that you can create value. Not sure if you're, if I'm communicating that well, but yeah. you have to be thinking of three transactions deep. It's mm-hmm. not just your house to sell your house. A lot of times it's who's going to buy your house and then who's going to, who's going to sell, like who's selling their house and then who's going to buy their house. And then you have to do mm-hmm. it like three transactions deep. And that's just really daunting. And not a lot of people think that they just think I just need to sell my house. I need to go buy another one. Yeah. But if you think about it, they have to go buy somebody a house. You need a place to live. Yeah. They're probably mm-hmm. super excited about it. Then they have to sell their house, which is anxiety. Like, okay, wonder if I'm going to get what I'm going to get. And then the person that's going to be buying your house has to sell their house. But in order for them to do that, somebody else normally has to sell their house to buy your house. Like there's a lot of things that have to line up. And then all the dates have to line up for closing dates. Right. So you're not (laughs) homeless for a few days. That's all subject to sale. Yes. That stuff does. Those dominoes can get deep and real quick. Right. Yes. So I think that's just, if you can articulate that better than I have, uh, I feel like you can show value to people like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm not thinking about this maybe very clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an option. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I clearly struggled to answer it to begin with. So no, yes. no. I it's think you lot. did a great job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my experience uh, was just I was going to try to do this a little uncommon. Surprising. And then uh, <laughs> uh, what I ended up doing is hiring a, a lawyer, a uh, real estate lawyer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a really good job of of doing most of the things that I felt like I was like, I don't know what to do here, but being honest enough with them. Mm-hmm. And then I also felt like uh, the reason why it worked for us is I have surprisingly amazing relationships that I could like just leverage that. And I did the math of what I needed to do or get out of the house. And then I did all the numbers for me on what, if I used a realtor and then I didn't ask for the top dollar. I asked oh, for yeah. a dollar that was about $9,000 less than I did, mm-hmm. or that I could have sold it. And then all of that ended up going in the buyer's favor and my favor to put me in more in my pocket. And then the lawyer kind of helped walk through the rest. And then I also felt like I had control of the open houses, which was yeah. key for my wife and I, because when you start working with a realtor, my experience has been, it's been like, hey, we need to sell your house now. There's somebody who's ready to look at it you need to get out of your house. Like, yeah. oh boy, you know, like it's just intimidating. And then you got to clean it up. Yeah. So I ended up, uh, I just had a list and I had it on Facebook. This sounds so really bad. Don't do this. Hire Holly. <laughs> but I was just like, whoever wants to look at my house, you have the first right of refusal. So sign up. Like, and so they would be like, all right, I want to come over. Great. I used, I would know them for the record. I'd be like, listen, we're taking off and having dinner. So the house be ready. Like go in. And like, just tell me what you have. You have 24 hours. And then we did that four times. And then the last person said, like, we're in. We want it. Oh, wow. Which is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And at the last minute, he's like, hey, can we get a lawyer? And I was like, yes, you totally can. You're paying for him. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I don't think we need him. Anyway, it ended up working really well. we did a cool thing where we had our neighbors over and had them for dinner. And then we had the new owners come over for dessert so oh. they could kind of like... It, w- it worked for us. That's I'm not funny. saying it works for anybody. 
but mm-hmm. that's the way we did it differently. But I do think there's value in having a realtor walk through these things. I'll help you. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure these things line up well. Um, and then for my little cascade of domino effect, the person that bought my house didn't have a house to sell. Yeah, that's always nice. Super helpful. Yeah. So, yeah. First time home buyer or something. Yeah. yeah. The stars aligned. God was good to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't always happen that way. So, so we're going to get into a bad story. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aaron Kramer's going to get into Ooh. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So his whole story is f- bananas. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I want you to talk through it. Okay. So we found our house. We got Holly. She walked us through it. We did our whole shindig. We we're going to buy it. And then like we were like three weeks out from closing, right? But everything was like way si- too close. <laughs> yeah, everything was signed and ready to go. We just had to do closing day, and the uh, people the of the house that we were going to buy just said, "Nope, never mind. We're not going to sell." Yep. So, so the house that you and your wife were super excited to get into. Yep. The owner's like, "No." So, so I mean, to clarify, that means we had our house sold. Yep. And everything was ready to go. I mean, we had like half the stuff packed up because one, we were told to like declutter our house because we're yeah. you know like which is <laughs> good helped. no yeah no it's good advice i mean it. it's good right. advice. I've i mean right yeah yeah Holly, i mean it was sold <laughs> the first people that looked at it bought it ah. so it was great advice but it, so anyways yeah we didn't know what to do we we're like what and apparently this happens very little very very little yeah so uh it sucked Oh man, but, think about one of the biggest purchases you've ever going to make and getting excited for that purchase mm-hmm. and then having somebody be like, no, throw the, pull yeah. the rug out. I mean, we had uh, <clears throat> bought paint, we had like the flooring people lined up. Cause like, I mean, for our listeners, like the house that we were going into, it was perfect in the sense of like, it needed a lot of fixing up, but it was nice, but it needed some TLC on the inside. Good bones, mm-hmm. needed some cosmetic stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. We had that all lined up, a lot of people ready to go, and then we yeah, we got the call. When did you call us? I can't remember. Oh, it was like right after the inspection period, so yeah, I think it was a Friday. or Yeah. yeah. It was a mm. Friday or Saturday? Gosh. No, it was a Sunday. Anyway. It was Sunday because we were skiing, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. How sinking is that to make the call? Oh, gosh. It's awful. I mean, it's not the worst call you need to make, but it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. And so. they were champions about it. You guys just... You dealt with it very, very well. Well, I mean, I got confused throughout the way. I mean, I know I was like, we're going to fight this because apparently, yeah. like, illegally, like we could have, we could have won. Like we would have got it if we want to take it to court. Mm-hmm. Either I missed it, which my ADD means I probably missed it. That didn't realizing the fact that like it would take a year to like actually yeah. take it through yeah. the system. Where I'm like, oh, because to me, I'm like. Oh, you want to push my competitive button? Like, Let's win this. Let's yeah, do this. Right. But I thought it was like going to be like pushback or a closing day, like a couple of months, maybe mm. not 12. Yeah, dude. Whenever you get the courts involved, just kiss that goodbye. Yeah. Especially after COVID. Like you're not getting this done for a year. So yeah. <laughs> years. At least think about that through your head. And Holly told us that. It's like, well, usually like the buyer doesn't win in this case. And I'm like, what? No, like the legal system says the winning is that you're not going to really end up with the house. Yeah. Right. You're not going to fork out the money and you're not going to yeah. fight for this because it's not worth. I mean, attorneys are really proud of their fee. Well, you have to think through. You're also pushing somebody out, out of your house if or out of the house you're going to go into. Yeah. And they're upset. So the state of the house you're going into, like not worth it. I think that yeah. was the one not to fight. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, this is where Holly, like, I mean, Holly, you want us over in the first place. But then, like, 
here now this isn't going to happen and like you still were like foot and step right next to our side the whole way yeah and like for our listeners that means like she's not going to get paid yeah right. like and she still helped like <laughs> i mean so she, she will eventually right, when we find true. another house but like i think most realtors like even you read online they're like oh no once realtors find this out they're gone 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 yes Man. i just want to that See, is this such is, a bad model. Yeah, so that's where I'm like, when I, we sit there and say, like, I mean, there's gross people mm-hmm. in our industry, there's gross people in real estate, but it's just like, you were foot in step with us the entire way, knowing, like, there's nothing at the end of the road right. until we find another one. Right, that brings up something really good. Like, when you're an uncommon person, you're looking for clients for life. You're not looking for clients per transaction, right? And so sometimes when you're looking for clients for life, you have to do things a lot slower, and a lot of times that means you're working for free. Yeah. But how much is a client for life in the value indicator? It's like through the roof. And then think about Aaron getting you on the show. Like that's a huge deal. Yeah. Because he won me over because I was like, all right, I see it. Let's bring <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, so again, like the word of mouth that happens after just doing the right thing and not aborting and abandoning is instrumental because you got a client for life. Like the next time they buy a house, sell a house. They're going to you, Holly, which is huge. And if you think about the monetary value of you, like, what do you have to do? Just serve them well? Like, it's kind of in your nature. So yeah. it's not like faking it. It's actually showing your true character, mm-hmm. which Aaron and I know, Aaron knows this, but I love seeing people's true character when things don't go their way. Oh, yeah. You can see it pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Um, and so that's why you're on the show. That's why oh, you're a rock thanks. star. Yeah. 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 You can explain more detail. That's my side. Yeah, so give it a little bit more color to Aaron's story and situation. So I'll kind of tell it in relation to what I learned out of it. So uh, the sellers of this home had just gone through the inspection period. So we'd revised and come to new terms, and they signed everything. We had perfect documentation to say that they were selling their home. Like they were legally obligated to sell their home. Right. Um. Which sounds and, so crass, but like if you think about all the different decisions that somebody has to be making in order to go in, like you get why it's yeah. like you legally have to walk away from mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah, 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 this can't just be a decision made. No, right. Well, yeah. I guess I don't want to do this now. Right. Like, uh, right. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. So in this particular family's situation, um, what Aaron and Ashley researched later and found out was that there was a lot of. Uh, court Iowa online court information from like yeah. 1999 but even when we put an offer in we knew that the family was going through a divorce there was no contact, no order, contact order and the house was built in 2016 but incredibly damaged yeah. as a result of their relationship on the inside issues. yeah mm. yeah so mm-hmm. i guess what i took away from this experience was that hey I maybe if we know this about a seller up front, if we know their personal issues up front, maybe I should caution my buyers and say, "Hey, these don't seem like really stable people." Mm. Integrity just, di- driven. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, so character just building. Beware right. that some right. things could get crazy along the way. The yeah, way, yeah. you know, and that really wouldn't have solved the problem either. Because we would have still done it, but at least there's yeah. like this flick of like seed yeah. of like, oh right. shit. Well, you warned us. Stuff. Like, you know what to expect. That right. there could be some crap that goes down. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when so you that have was a, my biggest lesson. Yeah. That's no good. contact order, and now you're <clears throat> suddenly going to get back together. It's yeah, like, yeah, what? that was the thing. Yep. I think the guy got access to the house. So the, the woman and the children were living there. She removed herself really quickly. Oh. And then he got access to the house to get the rest of his things. And then he just flipped a switch and said, nope, I'm getting my family back together. I don't want to sell the house anymore. 
That'll be on the market in about two weeks. Yeah. 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 Well, it doesn't I'm, seem. It's probably rude of me to say, but <laughs> right. you just don't flip a switch, man. Yeah. This mm-hmm. has been a switch that's been flipped for about twenty-five years. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's crazy because, like, I know is my mother-in-law like started freaking like you're gonna be homeless but it's like no like holly made sure like was, cause we did not foresee this coming at all right but like holly's like we're gonna put in there a contingent to sell like so it protects you so yeah. you're never homeless and we're like oh yeah okay so let's talk through that because now we're talking about aaron and ashley's buyers of yeah. their house yeah and they're probably disappointed because they were super pumped they bought they it were. first day ready to go what happens there? Like, yeah. it's not like a legal recourse for Aaron and Ashley. Could be. But could be. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that every judge, like at the end of the day, I do think our judicial system is trying to do the right thing. Yeah. So if a judge heard that, like, hey, I would totally have done this. But given this, like, I'm not going to be homeless. Yeah. You know? So. Right. Okay. So what happens to Aaron and Ashley? Yeah. So we had to turn around and do the domino effect, unfortunately. I mean, we told them the situation. Uh, it was completely unpredictable because... Yeah. Predictable things happen in real estate. Right. Anything yeah. happens in real estate. So, so I try to avoid surprises best I can, but sometimes you just can't. Yeah. Um, so we had to tell them that, hey, our deal fell through. They don't want to sell anymore. And it had taken you a long, long time to find that house. So we yeah. could have said, hey, wait for them to find another house real quick. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, right. And then we'll sell when that happens. But mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. just wasn't feasible for you guys right. because you had yeah. a very specific um, house. Well, it's specific like budget and oh, need yeah. and stuff like right now. It's like the housing market is just so crazy. Yeah. You don't want to do things rash, like irrationally on yeah. these kind yeah. of things. Like you want to make it mm-hmm. feel right. And you don't want to be like, well, hurry up. Let's go buy a house. You know? Yeah. yeah. At least I don't. Aaron might want to do that. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Money bags over there. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So I want to talk about what's your husband's name? Jared. Jared. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Uh, Jared even helped us out. <laughs> he I'm did. Sure, yeah. he did. What did he do? Yeah. He went and like inspected the house for us, like on the electric side of like everything that was going to be done. Yeah. So he even stepped in and helped. Nice. Thanks, Jared. And he even charged yeah. us. Um, so you've been married for three years. Yes. Um, and tell me the sacrifices that he's had to make to keep you going mm-hmm. in your journey today. Because I feel like that's one of the reoccurring themes. Uh, if you're new to the show, it's like. You know, the spouses are actually the people who are really, like, sacrificing more than I think they get credit for. So mm-hmm. uh, if there's anything, here's five minutes to just rock out, Jared, and <laughs> yeah. talk about how important his role has been in your uncommon path and how much he plays currently. Yeah, we, we sacrifice a lot of time spent t- together. You know, mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time apart. So in the spring and summer, especially I am gone most evenings. Um, he has been, he's a really fabulous cook, by the way. Oh, um, nice. Look yeah. At you. He had a lot of kitchen experience and he makes delicious food. So a lot of times I'd be up in my office working away and he'd call me down for supper. I'd eat, I'd go back upstairs. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a little Susie homemaker. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Only in the food area. Yeah. I, we'll stick with that, I suppose, but trophy, he's really yeah. handy. Trophy, yeah. trophy husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Jerry. Yeah. So he's been really supportive in that way. Just sacrificing our time. Um, that's a big deal. Yeah. Especially when you're newly really married. Like that's not mm-hmm. anything to sneeze at. That's a really cool thing. Yeah. Right. Um, in other respects, I mean, he's been very helpful in the handyman ways. So mm-hmm. he does provide services for my clients 
which is great. Right. Um, he will do practically anything. Right. So <laughs> you got a good flywheel going on there. Yeah, you're the realtor. Oh, I got yeah. a guy. I kind of know him. Yep. Yeah. Sleep with him. Yeah. It's a perfect. Another guy. Yeah. It's gonna be great. I know where he sleeps at night, so I can <laughs> something go south. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, he really fills in the gaps. When okay, so yeah. let's talk about Wells Fargo. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then where you're at now. Uh, how long have you been in the industry? Four years. Four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, has it been everything you dreamed of? And would you ever think about stepping back into the corporate America? Yeah, there you go. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I used the term lost puppy earlier, and I feel like that's where people go to... Lose their soul. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Oh, I I'm think sorry. It was so that was. A <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say being a realtor has brought so much fulfillment to my life and Good. joy. Good. So there's absolutely no way I would give it up. Um, mm. There are definitely hard times, yeah, because you're not getting that steady paycheck. But that's the truth. Um, yeah. So <laughs> sacrifices are made in order to make that dream. That everyday reality. dream reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a risk that I think that is fun to take because you're yes. going after it in a way oh, that you so right. It's for yeah. the right people. It's right. I feel like it's for everybody. But it's like finding yourself. You yes, know? I mean it's this right. self exploration thing. You have to get uncomfortable sometimes to grow and become comfortable in other ways. Yeah. You guys apparently are on board with our that. New, our new co-host. <laughs> yeah, Holly. <laughs> Holly Adams, everyone. <laughs> you push yourself along the way, then it becomes second nature to you, and you're like, why was I ever afraid of this before? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you just grow as a person, which is oh, right. it's exhilarating. There's not yeah. a lot of opportunity as an adult to be able to push yourself like it is to like, I'm going to do something yeah. risky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as your spouse is on board, like, man, there's ways to really get this exciting, and it's fun to see you dominating. So Jared get jealous of like your growth and like, your <laughs> independency? <laughs> Wow, Aaron, well, he, great question. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say jealous, but... Well, I mean, in the best way, like envious. You know. yeah. yeah, I would say that, like, I started this shortly before we got married, and um, he was working for the man, you know, and yep. turns out that just degraded him more and more over time. Yeah. And he was, like, he added this dream of becoming self-employed pretty quickly on in our marriage, and yeah. I think... I think it was because he was seeing me yep. doing my own thing. He's talking yeah. freedom that I have, you know, Fruit. to make my own decisions. Right. Absolutely. Manage my own time. Yeah. Serve the clients that I want to serve. Right. Um, so we I was a, just blessed with choices and he was stuck working for the dude. So. We had an interview that we, it was a long time ago. It was a husband and wife and he was doing the uncommon path route and his wife was a teacher. And so he said that he would keep sending her FaceTimes and try to talk to her while she's at work, which was not good. And he would have the <laughs> fire on behind him. And he would like <laughs> he would glamorize it a little bit. She ended up jumping ship and then going down the uncommon path and never has looked back. But nice. it was fun how you've done that in a in a in a very unique way of just like winning him over with like how excited you yeah. are, what you're learning. Um and I think that's ultimately what's the most tr- attractive about this uncommon path is that all of our clients have this like energy and excitement around their life that a lot of people wish they had. And the way they get it is to figure out what you're passionate about, step up on the bridge and jump and yeah. like see yeah. if this parachute yeah. uh, un- unrails and like just you're under canopy. So you're underneath your parachute. So your parachute mm-hmm. will open. Now it might not open as fast as you want. Right. So that's why yeah. it's nice to have some people come around you that are mentors and, and can help you with that. But mm-hmm. um, super encouraged. So what's the future of Holly Adams family reality? And what are you wanting to like pursue? Like what's the next level? 
Next level. Let's see. Um, so I, I want to grow, yes, mm-hmm. but I don't want to get to the point where I have to hire people to do other things. Yeah. I'm a control freak. I think that will happen naturally, so I'll have to get yeah. on board with that yeah. here in a year or two. But um, I definitely like to have control over everything, yeah. so I'm going to have to release those desires. But yeah. I think things will run more smoothly. When I can find a trusted individual to do things the way that I would do that. But then, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I'm employing somebody now and they're reporting to me and oh, I don't yeah. really want it's to. It's a scary thing. Yeah. Now you have two mouths to feed. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So I think I would start that as a, at a small level here in a couple of years or yeah, something yeah. like that. But it's not something I really want to do. So yeah. growth okay. is the is the dream. Um, I want to kind of focus more on sellers each year that passes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'll always help buyers. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's a, a good book, uh, world class executive assistant or something like that. Michael Hyatt be something mm-hmm. good for you to, uh, to maybe read. Uh, I read it one time and I was like almost bawling cause it was like, Oh, there's people out there that can help me with some of this stuff that I've. Oh. And mm-hmm. so it's not really my industry, but they also can come alongside and we've hired them and it's, n- we'll never look back Oh, okay. because I mean, think about you never have to read an email and then they're telling you which ones you have to respond to. Like even yeah. just cl- decluttering your email is huge. And so this would be my encouragement to you. I don't do this a lot, but uh, <laughs> I will say that when you do start hiring people and pouring into other people, it's a different level of entrepreneurship, business ownership. You're now kind of getting out of the e-myth principle. Have you ever heard of the e-myth revised? Mm-hmm. It's another great book. Uh, but you're starting to run a business instead of, imprisoning yourself to do everything and also it's so fun to be able to see people catch the vision of something bigger than yourself and then to be able to lead them and encourage them in doing so oh man like it is scary Mm -hmm. but once you cross over it's like this is awesome and so (laughs) to be able to have people help you um it's a different kind of leadership it's a different kind of business owning um and it's a different kind of risk for the record but it's so life-giving it's like almost like this sure. new revised like enthusiasm that I get by just seeing Aaron and Ashley and Haley, like all these people like unifying, pulling the same direction for people that they now know, like and love, mm-hmm. but at first they didn't, right? And so you right. gotta introduce them to this and and obviously that's a level step up. It's not just like and you're in. Like Right. It's like starting on the personal growth for sure uh, path. But yeah. now you're leading other people. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I would say the thing that I'm really trying to get our clients, sorry, I'm on a podium, uh, our clients to realize the people who are going down this uncommon path is that like this is the next level of your uncommon path is like pour into other people and mm. get people excited about life again. Even if it's their employees get them excited about it. Like they're unified in a common goal that you can lead well and give them kind of an uncommon glimpse by by like giving them structure Mm -hmm. because some people just need structure. And so that's my, well also since you like control, (laughs) it also helps you keep control of people treating people well. Yeah, that's true. So it's because like we're talking about how like all, like both of our industries can have, Mm -hmm badness in there like yeah. you since right. you're doing it well and doing it different you've got to be a you yeah, can, beacon yeah, of hope yeah beacon of hope and like teaching people how to do it well right so well holly adams 
You're a rock star. Thank you for being a part of the show. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. You've been living, listening to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And Aaron Kramer. Until next time, go reach out to Holly. Encourage her. You want to buy a house, sell a house. Give her a call. I'm sure she'd love it. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. That's all for this episode. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.